On December the 19th, Jets fans witnessed the final nail being ceremoniously hammered into the coffin of NHL hockey in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg, the war was lost. Beleaguered fans could only be consoled with thoughts of cheering their favorite player for the rest of the season. That was until this week, of course, when even that blew south. The team's best and most popular player over the past four seasons was traded for two teenagers. To say the least, all is not ducky in Winnipeg. We did everything for this team. He's the one that made Winnipeg a spot onto the map. And it's just unfair. I cannot believe John Paddock picked this time to make the trade. Like, what timing, Paddock? And thanks for, like, ruining the city's reputation now. Last night, ticket holders came to the arena, but they were not happy. There were nights I've been to the Winnipeg Arena, and Timo Solani was the only one who provided a thrill the whole night. And now that's gone. Timo Solani's here. He renegotiates a new contract without fanfare, without fuss, honors his word, wants to play here, visits the hospital, and he's gone. Pretty classless, if you ask me, Winnipeg. I just really hope that uh, this other team that he's going to, and I realize it's Anaheim, um, I just hope that they treat him a lot better than this organization did because the way that he was treated in the last couple weeks just wasn't fair to him, it wasn't fair to Sherpa, and it wasn't fair to his friends. In the stands, the Solaniless Jets were cheered on by only 8,600 supporters, a full 1,600 fewer than the season's already dismal average attendance. What's up, pals? Hey, hey, hey! That is great! So the first thing I have to ask you... Yes? Can you fucking imagine if... Oh, hold on here. Oops. <laughs> can you fucking imagine if fans talked about Chevy that way now? Oh, it would be... Wouldn't it be nice? You know? Like, first I was talking Like, like I was like, ah, you know, because, you know, it's Winnipeggers. They just sound dopey, right? I know. But... But at least, at least there's like this thing where it's like, let's just call it what it is. It's 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 garbage, and uh, good on on the fans uh, who were willing to speak out. Back in the day, you, you don't like, see that anymore. They're like, "Fuck you, Paddock. You've embarrassed the city." And nowadays, it's just like, "Be patient with Chevy." Yeah, you know it's happening. And, oh yeah, you know, give it give it some time. Yep, all and the time. My, my yeah, my other takeaway from that is. Uh, in Winnipeg, where you know it wasn't it wasn't important enough to uh, go to games in the last season. Eighty uh, people, yeah, it wasn't important enough to people, I guess. I know, right? Because again, you know what? The funny thing is, uh, is that me, I'm like, of course you wouldn't go. But you know, Jets fans now, it's like it's all about how you look. <laughs> so it's like it's fun to point out that you know what? A lot of you who are online right now, you know, didn't show up in '96 when the team was on its way out. Yeah. So fuck you. Fuck you. Anyway, so, it's the Mezzanine Sleepover, you're, you're, and it is... Ep- what's that? You're not going to hear this part, but it's episode... 69, dudes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just pretend like you heard it. That's uh, all my acting. Yeah, you're like, hey, I mean, I mean, you heard it. <laughs> uh, that Bill and Ted. Uh, yeah, 69 episodes. I actually... You know what? What's what? I don't know what's funnier, that it's episode 69, which is funny in and of itself. Or... That we've gotten this far. 
You know that we've done sixty nine episodes of this fucking thing. You know what's I I've thought about sixty nine a lot in my time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of things I realized. One is if I am like lucky enough to make it to sixty nine, I'm yep. still gonna think it's fucking funny all year. <laughs> of course. I'll be like Grand Papa Scalin and I'll uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll still think that sixty nine is funny. I've also yep. you know, taken the time to figure out like what year WrestleMania 69 would be and Super Bowl 69. Of course. WrestleMania 69, of course, a song that you made. Yes, I did. Written by the, uh, the Cajun man. No, written by me. Tell, tell us about wrong. The- I wrote Rick. The Cajun man wrote a computer program called WrestleMania 69 uh, that we've a- talked about before. Tell us about but the yes, song. The song, uh, I was in a band called Asphalt Death. Um, and, well, at least two of us were, or three of us in the band were like, we're making fun of heavy metal. Um, the other two were maybe not quite so committed to it, but, you know, still played the cheesy shit anyway. Um, and one of the songs that I came up with was WrestleMania 69. And uh, it was a, a monster hit. And basically you just yelled WrestleMania 69 for the chorus, and then you threw out moves, right? I uh, threw out wrestling moves, yeah. So, uh, Though I think in the studio version, I actually... Um, I actually talk about some other things i think i mentioned gorilla monsoon and jake the snake in it so good job. i'd have to get back to you on that because i think the studio version i actually had lyrics live and in concert in the one time we played it in concert <laughs> i just yelled out wrestling moves did, did i mention by the way before we got distracted by 69 that this is the mezzanine sleepover like we said it's I, episode I started 69 saying it. and then yeah I, I heard 69 and away i go you got, we all get so excited about the number 69. Uh, I was watching, and I, I was thinking about this today. I was watching some old SNL clips, and I, and, and my, this 69 reminded me of the, the celebrity family feud where it's all, where it's all Keenan Thompson as, as Steve Harvey, all to like Kate McKinnon as Jane Lynch calling her a glamazon and saying, if it was, your glamazon, if it was, if it was with you, it'd have, we'd have to have a 79. <laughs> He's all super tall. <laughs> so fucking dumb. <laughs> hey, it's my kind of humor. Hey, it is. Uh, this is the Mezzanine Sleepover. I'm your pal, Slip Five Eyes Slipe. I am at megamix.com. All one word uh, on the twets. Yeah. I have a blog. It's mixes. Yeah, That's you, about it. You know what? Actually, uh, and again, full disclosure, so that we don't mislead our listeners, we're recording this a week in advance. Yes, we are. So while you're hearing this in early December, it is still the 26th of November. And you yes, have been is. on a roll, pumping out fucking mixes. Yeah, I've been pumping out uh, a lot of them. I, I put out our 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 ultimate WAWF collection. Yes. For anybody who wanted to know all the theme songs, almost all, all but five. That five, I have no idea what they are. Um, yeah, and a lot of essentials. Just my my uh, you know my favorite tracks, and I I've been just making them and just thought because what I used to do is I used to do just everything four stars, and then I just put it on shuffle. But I felt like it kind of wasn't getting me enough. I, I needed to kind of get a little deeper, and this made me think about it a little more, and it was good. So I've been putting those out. It's been fun. So go to, uh, what's it, megamix.com.wordpress.com? You fucking nailed it. Good but, job, But buddy. megamix.com is all, like, all the words. It's the words. Megamix.com. That was my, my brilliant name when I moved from Poops McKenzie on Twitter. Yeah, and, and then, that's, then it's the actual dot. Then it's WordPress. Then another real dot. Then com. <laughs> there you go good job buddy. so yeah nicely done jack off yeah yeah it's been uh we're we're back uh last week i hope you enjoyed it uh our 90s albums 
Yes. I listened to it. It was fantastic. I, I did too, and the feedback as usual. Like, honestly, it almost crashed my iPad, all the feedback. Oh, I know. It's, they were it's like, constant with this fan base. And not only that, but they were like, you spoke of a grab bag episode coming today. I'm so yep. tantalized. I don't know. Can you give me a sneak peek? And I, you know what? I held back. I held back and said, you need to listen. Yeah. And so for all you people that wrote, you know, here it is. So I'm sorry I made you wait, but you had to. Yeah. So in a, in a few minutes from now, we're, we're going to be d- jumping into the grab bag challenge and we'll get, <clears throat> we'll get, we'll, we'll go through the rules. Yes. And, uh, and the stipulations, uh, in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, what's, uh, nothing else we, since we're recording this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a week in advance. There's, there's not much uh, current that we can talk about. Well, uh, I had a few things. Yes, uh, there are two stories I believe that you haven't told me yet, and I want to hear about. Uh, yeah, well, we'll start with the car. Yeah, so you got a car. Well, yeah. So what? The, the, I don't know. I probably talked about this a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago on the sleepover, but I'll just run it down for you know the, the new listeners. You know, the people just kind of coming in. Yeah. Um. So we had uh, an old. Uh, 2007 Nissan Versa, and it uh, had about 200,000 kilometers on it, and it was it was starting to show its uh, its age. And uh, you don't you don't fucking say. <laughs> I was in that car. You're just yep. like uh, when we're driving. Don't mind that noise or that noise, and I don't know what that noise is, but don't worry. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, and you told me, and this is uh, only about a month ago, right? Uh, yep. I'm just gonna drive this car until it craps out. Yeah, and then literally, so when were you in Winnipeg? I was in Winnipeg, what, the third four, third week of October? Yeah, so, so uh, the day after Halloween, so November 1st. Yeah. I'm driving to work, and I'm downtown, and my tire goes flat. So I pull over, conveniently, right next to Fountain Tire, downtown Winnipeg. And so I look at it, and I'm like, all right, maybe I'll put the spare on. And then I start doing it, and I'm like, fuck this, I gotta get to work. So I just walked into Fountain Tire and said, can you, can you put a new tire on? And they called me back later in the day, and they're like, we had to put the spare back on. Uh, I guess what popped the tire was one of the springs behind the tire popped the tire, so you couldn't put another new tire on it because it would just pop it again. And then they're like, you need a new suspension. And it's like $2,000. I'm like, I'll take the car. See you later. You know. So I drove it home, and I parked it, and it was very apparent. So what, what, what happened? What with this car had this problem? So that's about $2,000. Um, the muffler was, you know, hanging off. It was on still, but, it, you know, it, it wasn't making a lot of noise, but, you know, it needed to be replaced. The uh, transmission, as you heard and felt, was in disarray. <laughs> yep. Um, the air conditioning had stopped working in fall. The fan wouldn't go on if it wasn't on four. So it was just constant uh, roaring of the fan. And I, my horn had stopped working. So, which which was pointed out by your son. He's like, yeah, ah, the horn I, doesn't work. Well, he wasn't riding in the car very much anymore anyway. So I was kind of like, oh, I'll get it fixed. But I, it's not priority one. Um, turns out. So I was thinking I, we were looking at it and we're like, this has got to be 10 grand to fix all of this at the very least. So we're like, fuck it. We're done. Like, it's it's done. So I, uh, I gave it a teen challenge donation style. Yep. And uh, they picked it up. So anyway, so that uh, that was on a Tuesday. The first, uh, on the weekend, I, my cousin Glennie, his wife, had her 40th. So I went there uh, to, the, to uh, some legion out in St. Norbert or something. And, uh, and my parents are there. And my dad's like, so, oh, the car. I'm like, yeah. And uh, he's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I guess we'll start looking. And I was like, unless, you know, my mom wants, wants a new car. 
And she, he was like, well, yeah, she does. I'm all, well, I'll buy your car. Her car. So it moved pretty quick from there. And uh, in the end, it was like really easy because they were she was getting a new car and her car is a 2009 honda fit you know like i give a shit about what kind of car it is uh-huh. <laughs> it's orange so that's nice um but it had really low mileage so that was fantastic like seventy five thousand kilometers on it beauty so it's in quite good shape so i was like jumping at the chance so it, it moved pretty quick and uh you know they she bought a car so of course we had to wait you know, for like a week and then, and then we had to wait a couple more days and then we got the car. So I get the car <clears throat> on the Friday, last Friday. And, um, there's the two things that are funny about this story. The first funny thing is that, um, I take it out for a drive with my dad because it's standard uh-huh, and yeah. I've never driven standard, but I've been, I've been spending a, on our, on our, on our Kia we have here, you can, sh- you can shift into manual, but it's just like up and down and there's no clutch. So I'm just kind of getting a feel for like when to shift, right? But you know that came pretty quick. So then I'm uh, I'm, I'm driving with them, and I've been doing a lot of reading, and I've kind of psyched myself out, and then I've psyched myself back up. So I'm feeling pretty good, and we I start going, and it's fine, and so I'm shifting, everything's going well, I'm, I'm hitting it pretty good. But then I get to and we go to like 6:30 at night, so there's cars and traffic around, and I'll get to a stop sign. I oh. fucking stalled it like six times in a row trying to get it into first. Nice. <laughs> so he, finally my dad, dads, he's all, we go to this parking lot, and it was just like, it took me about 25 minutes. It was like 25 minutes just straight, um, stopped into first, stopped into first. And I couldn't get it until he was like, you can ride the clutch, you know. And I was like, oh. And it all just changed from there, and it's been fine. I've had no problem driving the fucking thing. It's not bad. I like driving uh, driving stick. <laughs> of course. Oh, grabbing that big stick in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, sure. Uh, it's, I'm it's, sure. Yeah, I've had, I've had no problem. Dude. Pretty good. But the funny part of the story 16. is that, um, so I did my due diligence. I was like, okay, so we get a bill of sale, and we get the transfer of ownership document on the back of the registration. And I can bring it to MPI within seven days. I can put my own plates on it from my other car that we've donated and it's, and within seven days, like that insurance will cover me because I don't need to get a safety because my parents are, are, are selling it to me. So of course, you know, I go in like a day later, like, so we drove around for a bit with the plates on it for one night. I was learning it the next day. My wife and I, we go down to the, we go down to get it done. And, and, and it's wrapped. It's, it's pretty apparent that we're going to put this in her name because she has like max merits and, I don't. Yeah. And so it's like a difference of $600 a year. And so we're like, there's no way. Like, we're putting it in your name. And she was like, that's fine. So, of course, you uh, the rules are you can't you can't sell it to your daughter-in-law and not get a safety. So we had to get it safety. <laughs> so I had to get a permit. So I get a five-day permit, in, you know, and so I take it to Canadian Tire because they're the ones where you can just drop it off in the morning and they'll safety and then pick it up. So I drop it off on Monday, this past Monday in the morning. I go to... Go to um, Canadian Tire, drop it off, take the bus with my little Pego card that I had for November. <laughs> and, uh, cause I'd been riding the bus for a month. And, um, they call me later and they're like, yeah, yeah, it failed. <laughs> it all failed the safety because, because there's a strap that's, that holds the battery in place that wasn't there. So I'm like, can you just put a strap? Can you just put the strap on it? And they're like, we have to order the part in. <laughs> So I was like, shit. So, you know, I got this permit. It's good until Wednesday. I'm like, come on, come on. So finally on Wednesday, I'm like, I hadn't heard from them. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down and get a new permit. Because you can get up to three a year. 
okay. of like five day permits. And so I call Canadian Tire. I'm like, you know, is there any chance it's in? They're like, yeah, it's here. So I went, you know, I brought the car down, got the got the, the little battery strap. You got your strap on? What? Got the strap yeah. on. <laughs> That's good. What? Got, got the strap on. And, uh, you know, went down on, uh, on Wednesday night, got it uh, insured, and it's all good. But the funny part about it is it's, it's all of the strap all went missing because one day my dis- my dad decided to change the battery and all lost the strap. Fuck. Da- dads. Dads. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, new car. I'm uh, I'm not using it for the uh, the purposes of the sleepover. Where I, you know, for the for the listeners who know the show, I I sit in front of uh, Lick's uh, ice cream patio and in front of uh, Gondola Pizza in the car. But I, I don't have a. Uh, I do that so that I can charge a be able to talk loud and b be able to charge the phone when it gets down. But um, I'm I'm still in the in the Kia right now. Now the big I question, don't have the right courts. The big yeah. question. When yep. you found out that this strap was missing, yeah, did you did you go back to your mom to get some money back? Because come on, <laughs> you're like, look, I think you need to take look. some money off this price, or else we're gonna have to probably yeah. uh, we're gonna have to have some sort of dispute here. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it cost me forty five dollars to put this strap on. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't say that with a straight face. Episode sixty nine. So yeah, so that's that's my car story. It's not very exciting, but it's uh, a little peek into the inside uh, dealings of of buying a car off your parents. That's crazy. I almost uh, I remember when, oh god, it was before I got the red Sentra. So the car that I had before, the one I have now. <laughs> Does this story have an Altima in it? Come on. Uh, the Altima before that crapped out like one hundred percent. And my mom had a Matrix, a Toyota Matrix. Oh, okay, yeah. And they offered to sell the Matrix to me, but I opted for the Sentra instead to there buy a new Sentra. So I could yeah. have, I could have gone through this and then told you all about it, but I, uh, I didn't. <coughs> That's right. Well, you know, and I, for us, it was like I really just didn't want to buy a new car, and I, and I really didn't want to buy a used car, and I was looking at used car because it just made the most sense. Uh, and cause uh, we're still paying for our other car. So I was like, fuck this. And so it just made this a lot easier, even with the little things. I laughed about it after because I was like, this was, this was nothing. It was easy because there was literally no, you didn't have to do anything. I knew who owned the car. I, you know, I knew what had, work had been done on the car and everything. So it was pretty good. But you know, I, I bought, it's funny cause the, I bought it though with the proviso that I had to fix something on it. So there's like a back plate, like a, it's cosmetic. Eh? It's kind of loose. So mm-hmm. I got to fix that. So. You know, that's what that's the price you pay. Freedom isn't free. <laughs> no, it's not free. Uh, and then uh, also uh, in your adventures, you had a hockey yes. adventure. Yeah. So uh, those who listen to Sleepover, uh, I do play on a hockey team, the Swamp Dusters. Uh, this is not a Swamp Duster story. Um, what what happens is my cousin Glenny is double mentioned on the Sleepover this week. Um, a few weeks ago, what I've been doing, uh, you know, on and off over, over the over the last couple of years is uh, join him at the Winter Club for pickup hockey. Um, he's got a group there that play, and usually they're short players. So um, I try and get out there. And what I've done is I've basically, uh, me and the Cajun man, have basically convinced all so many Swamp Dusters to go play pickup hockey. So it's all kind of revived their league. Their league was kind of dying until we all started showing up. Beauty. So we've been playing this pickup hockey. It's great. It's just, it's fun. It's not like, uh, you know, Division 15 at Dakota where guys like all get so mad when something happens or they're all like, it's all dudes trying to be all physical. It's stupid. This is just fun hawks. So anyway, 
so this would have been two weeks ago from when you're listening to this. Um, yeah, I had a, had a little incident where uh, at the Winter Club, uh, went in uh, in on a on a on a on a odd man rush, got the puck passed to me behind me, so I kind of turned to go towards the boards, caught an edge, shoulder first, fucking exploded the glass. Nice. <laughs> fucking, you know what? So terrifying. So terrifying, because I'm immediately like, is there glass in my eye? Because <laughs> I, I got a cage, but that's it. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it fit a piece of glass through there. Luckily, uh, not, not, not injured. Had a few cuts, but uh, nothing major. But uh, I, I don't think that I'm going to live it down. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, I don't you, think so. That you fucking put yourself through the glass. <laughs> I did. I, I went to get, and the Cajun man was, uh, I always, I'd pick up hockey, try and line up on his side. He plays defense, so we were on opposite teams this week, and because it's a good matchup, we're both kind of terrible. So it's a good matchup to have us on the same side. We can kind of, you know, we're we're a good match uh, skills wise to, to to match up on the on the you know the wing and the defense. And he, uh, I tried to convince him that he that he did that it was his fault, but it wasn't. I I literally went to the puck and caught an edge and propelled myself forward through the glass. Fucking dink. Worst, worst, uh, worst, uh, glass smashing ever. Well, I'm glad you're okay, because you made it to, uh, episode, oh, what, what episode? 69, dudes! <laughs> ah, that'll never get Post-production. <laughs> Post-production. Oh, big time. Uh, yeah. so, uh, do we want to get into what the episode's about? Let's do it. All right. Uh, it's the grab bag it's, challenge. It's about folks. mutual muff diving. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Jesus. You, you, you um, talk about is, it. Uh, yeah, so we do music. If you've listened to Sleepover, there's a few things that, 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 are, that are constants. I mean, wrestling reviews. Yes. Um, talking about music, specifically tournaments and challenges. Yes. And mixtapes. Tournaments, challenges, mixtapes, wrestling, and Star Wars, that's the mezzanine sleepover. So yeah. anyway, challenges uh, started out as we did a, a challenge where it was like, where we actually, we did like, we gave each other points. Now that was kind of boring, so we just stopped doing it. But we still called it a challenge. Yeah. Mainly, one person will give, you know, some categories of some kind, and then the then we each have to pick songs, and then we talk about them. Um, so we've done geographic, where you gave a bunch of locations. Uh, we've done. Uh, um, there was another music challenge we did, and I can't remember what it was. I don't know either. There was uh, uh, genre, genre. Not the genre, the genre challenge, where I gave out a bunch of genres, and we went. We just did that like three weeks ago. Um, so <laughs> way to, way to care about your own show. Yeah. You're like, what, so movie, what, I decided- what movie series did we review on this, on this show? God, I can't remember. <laughs> God, I can't Fuck. remember. Are we, is there one coming out in a few weeks? Jesus. I, I don't know. I will have to go back and listen. Um, so I decided, I thought grab bag music challenge would be good where I just basically picked different kind of categories and things for songs. And you had to pick a song to match that. So that's, that's what it's going to be. It's a wide variety of things. I think there'll be some uh, some good discussions, some duds, and uh, I think it'll be good. So you've got fifteen different yeah. categories, and it's, yes, it's not genres or anything. It's literally like basically a phrase, and based on that phrase, we each had to find a song. A song. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That's and that's like there's no in this case, there was actually no science to what I did. I was just like, okay, that's what you want. I'll find it. Yeah, it didn't have that's literally time. what it was. Yeah. So in this case, uh, you start this week, right? 
I'll start, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what my last song is. Yes, we can end with my last song, so that's good. Excellent. Uh, Yeah, so I figure we'll just get into it, and people will just figure it out, because it's pretty simple. Yes. So So I'll start. Do you have the categories, or do do you want me to read them? I have the the categories. Okay, so you can read them. Go. I'll read them out. So the first category that I chose for this one was a... um, And, of course, we can play a little loosey-goosey with the verbiage, okay? Because, again, I kind of wrote it really quickly. But for me, it was like... Number uh, category one was a legit great song from a shit artist. Yes, that's what I have here too. So, um, what I picked, I wouldn't say shit, but it's an artist I don't really like. And uh, here's my number one. Gotta let it run. So this is uh, Foster the People. Oh, yes. It's a song called Coming of Age. Um, I don't like Foster the People at all. But God damn it if this song isn't a Monster Mama Jam. It's going to kick in in a second. It's pretty weird. Oh, that's fucking sweet. Oh, is this pumped up kicks? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, Coming of Age, this song is off tw- 2014's uh, Supermodel album. Um, this song was number two on my year-end list for 2014. Well, look at you. Yeah, it's a legit Monster Mama Jam. From a shit there artist. You go. Yep. <laughs> Lonnie shit. All right. Lonnie shit. Uh, that would be, of course, Kid Tetris. Yes. Uh, who's, uh, he would want to have a hockey player whose name was Lonnie shit. S-H-I-T-T. Well, I think what it was was he, him and his nephew, who's... Um, Quite a bit younger than us. Um, well, well, like 18 years younger than us. But anyway, his nephew, um, they would play like some kind of basketball video game. And he created a character, a big fat basketball player named Lonnie Shit. So there you go. With two T's. Uh, awesome. All right. My legit good song by a shit artist. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. No. This is a pretty damn good fucking song. It's not bad. Off of the state, which isn't a terrible album either. Yep. Uh, of course, Nickelback. Nickelback on episode sixty-nine. Uh, this is, of course, fucking uh, Winnipeg rock radio style. Sixty-nine. Oh, God damn it, yes. <laughs> but uh, I think it's not that bad. Listen. You know, I, I mean, now great. Maybe maybe great is a little strong. Maybe a little bit. It's a good song. But it's a legit solid song from a shit artist. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The State is not a terrible, terrible album. Anyway, so there you go. I mean, Nickelback is just more of an insulting artist overall. Yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not quite that the music is the worst music ever made. It's just completely generic and boring. And they're terrible. But anyway... All right. Good choice. Uh, you're up next, and what the category that I chose? Are we are we a... rotating? Oh wait! Oh no, that's right. We're not doing a tournament. Yeah, you can just go ahead. <laughs> it's back. It's back to me. <laughs> it's fucking Nickelback against. Uh... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, yeah. look at me. It's all all I think about the tournament, gorilla. Nickelback and Foster the People, round one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I chose for category number two. Is a is a Billboard number two song 
that <clears throat> that was robbed of the number one spot. So any song that hit Billboard number two, that's the highest it ever got. That 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 we feel was robbed of that number one spot, and I'm gonna go smack dab into March 1984 with this fucking song. <laughs> So, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper did not hit number one, folks. It was denied. By what? By Van Halen's Jump. Oh, well, Jets fans will like that shit. Yeah, well, fuck that. This is one of the greatest songs of the 80s. Robbed. This song is fucking great. Have you ever heard Boys Just Want to Have Sex? No, I haven't, but it's, I'm sure it's terrible. It, it was made, like, right after this, and it's the same song, but of course it's by guys. Uh, well, you know guys. Yeah. Um, this song is notable for many things, but, of course, being a, a precursor to the rock and wrestling uh, connection. Yes. With uh, Captain Lou in the video. Sure was. And it's an absolute, like, it's, it's a tragedy to jump top this one on Billboard Hits. No, on the Billboard Top Hot 100 or whatever, 200 or whatever the fuck, fucking Van Halen. I know, right? So there you go. That's I I I, I feel it was robbed. Well, uh, number two for two songs. weeks, by the way, two weeks it sat at number two behind Jump. I've got you beat on this. All right. Uh, I have the song uh, of all songs being okay. uh, robbed of the number one spot. Okay. So this is from uh, 1981. This would be Waiting for a Girl Like You by Foreigner. Yep. Let me just read this uh, statement. Waiting for a Girl Like You achieved a chart distinction by spending a record-setting 10 weeks in the number two position of the Billboard Hot 100 chart without ever reaching the top. It debuted on the Hot 100 chart on October 10, 1981. It reached number two on November 28th, where... It was held off the number one spot for nine consecutive weeks by <laughs> Olivia Newton-John's physical. Oh! <laughs> yeah. You're going to bring it up in the chorus, are you? Oh, yeah, of course. Then Good. the last week, Hollow Notes, I Can't Go For That, leapfrogged it. Oh, God. And then it dropped. So, oh, for, Foreigner. So for Foreigner, uh, I Want to Know What Love Is is their only number one hit from 1985. But this yep. was actually the bigger song. Yeah. So Just never hit number one. Yeah. Here we go. Now I've got to say, this nine-week period of waiting for a girl like you and then physical—what a yep. shit run! Oh God, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, something I like about. <laughs> uh, also, what I do like about this uh, single, though, is that the B side, yeah. I have never, I don't know how the song goes, but it's called "I'm Gonna Win." <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. 
Uh, get away! Get away! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, two two uh, interesting takes. We went to the eighties. Eeks. Uh, and now it's over to you for number uh, number three. Tell us what it number is. Number three. All right. So I challenged uh, you and myself to find a fantastic song in your library that has a super low bit rate. Yep. And uh, here's mine. Fucking A. So, here, I'll let you hear this here. An opener let the, to let the, the, here, let the words click. So go good. In here. My true love went oh, this is um, The Decemberists. Um, the, the shortened title is The Hazards of Love 1. Yes. I didn't actually write down the full name, so it's got, it's got a, in parenthesis, subtitle. Um, this in my library is 96 KBBS. <laughs> Beautiful. I don't know why. This uh, I used to do a top 20 you know, from about 2008 to 2011. This hit number two on April 24th, 2009. And it spent 13 weeks on my personal chart. On number two. Oh, that's, that was robbed of number one. <laughs> it was robbed of number one. <laughs> um... This is yeah, a fantastic okay. album. If we ever do, um, and we will, because I'm going to suggest an episode about, like, um, concept albums. Yes. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Great album. Great song. 96 kbps. I'm going to be doing some iTunes match magic. <laughs> to, uh, to, and that's, that's a wink, wink. What I will do, a.k.a. delete it and then re-download it from the cloud. Good call. And hopefully it will be a nice AAC sound file because 96 kbps does not cut it. So there you go. Now, I went a little different direction with low bit rate. Yep. Um, I, instead of a low bit rate on my iTunes, I just took a song where yeah, okay. the production quality is, let's just say, not quite there. Okay. Um, I picked the song specifically, not as much for the low bit rate, even though I think it's got what you, you know, I think it's good enough. Yeah. But because it has one of my favorite lyrics of all time in all music. Okay. So this is a band, a band called The Memories. Okay. This song is called uh, En Espanol. Yep. Here's an idea of what the song is. Super low production. Oh, yeah. It's about it's about uh, it's about calling somebody on the phone and speaking Spanish, but the person that you call doesn't speak Spanish. Ah, uh, yes. But uh, the greatest lyric of all time is coming up, and it's very quick. Let's see if you catch it. Okay. Right there. <laughs> where, where they just throw in, I fucking picked up the phone. It's so good. <laughs> that, ah, it's like it's like it's like us talking. That's one of my I favorite lyrics fucking, of all time. I fucking did this. Fucking did that. Because you have to plan for that. Yep. You're like, ah, right, let's just throw that in because it's funny. I fucking picked up the phone and spoke in Espanol. <laughs> so, anyways, that's so the memories. You, that's a good choice for a um kind of a low quality song. Yes. So well done. So I, I may not have fit the. Uh, 
the spirit well, of it totally, but everybody fuck. knows that you're an audiophile who has to only have the highest quality like three, of music. Three twenty or up, where I just throw it in the virtual trash. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, you, you'll need to listen to flack files. <laughs> God only, damn it! Only wave files. Yeah, I don't even do MP3. It's disgusting. It's all no. You all you all only listen to it as uh, the crackle and the pop. <laughs> I love <laughs> the record. I fucking yep. listen to MP3 and I'm like, I can hear the difference. This is terrible. Oh God! All right, this would have been a lot different. This category, if it had been like, um, like fifteen years ago, <laughs> every song, like like thirty kbps off fucking Napster. Oh, lovely. Oh, anyway, all right. Song number four. The challenge was pick a song from a badass soundtrack. Yep. Uh, here's mine. So, um, last week on The Sleepover, I talked about Boys in the Hood yes. from uh, 1991. Another great 1991 movie. Fucking Juice. Yep. And this is from the soundtrack. This is Eric B. and Rakeem. Uh, Juice, uh, in parenthesis, Know the Ledge. Um, that movie was fucking awesome. Had some fucking Tupac in it. So good. And just a guy wanting to be a DJ. And then he gets in with the wrong crowd. So good. As, so, you, as you were to do in, in the early 90s. Yes, absolutely. But uh, a definite recommendation, and the soundtrack is killer. So there you go. So much scratching. You know, for this it. for this show, we should have had yeah. some Wild Stallions music from... 69, <laughs> dudes! You know, from fucking some badass uh, uh, Bill and Ted. But anyway. Yes. Uh, I may have stretched the definition of badass... Okay. Uh, in terms of soundtrack, um, because <laughs> I was looking for as many fucking verbs and adjectives as I could. Because to be this different. this um, this movie, while I thoroughly enjoy it, I would yeah. not describe it as badass, nor would I describe the soundtrack as badass. Okay. But it is certainly memorable. Okay. Well, that was the whole point. <laughs> yes. So this is I'll Tumble For Ya by Culture Club. Uh, oh, God, this is fucking the memories. We'll, we'll let the chorus roll here because it's so great. Nice. So there's a scene in Billy Madison <laughs> where Billy is on his like circular staircase. Yes. And he has a conversation with someone. Yeah. And the person walks away, and then for some random reason, they start playing I'll Tumble For Ya, and he all hears it. <laughs> and he dances. He's like, what? And then he dances on the staircase for like a minute, and then that's the and end that's of the scene. scene. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, this led us to buy, I bought a Best of Culture Club album <laughs> CD in like 1996. Oh, God. And uh, because I thoroughly enjoyed the song because of it. And I believe we have on video, was it during Bowling Alley Brawl where you were singing yep. this? Oh, yeah. Probably. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? You fit that perfectly. Though I wonder if Billy Madison actually has like a, an actual motion picture soundtrack album. I doubt it. Uh, bear with me for a sec. And I will tell you. Come on, you calling up the old Wick guy? I'm just doing some Or the Discogs or the All Music. Some, some Googs. Billy Madison soundtrack and com well, this is just what song? I don't know. 
No, there's stuff Maybe on not. YouTube, but I don't think that there is nope. a uh, actual official soundtrack. Official soundtrack? I don't think so. Yep. But, but it counts um, because it was in the movie and it was in part of the movie's soundtrack. So there you go. That's and that's you know how I stretched it, right? And that was very good too because it was quite enjoyable. Uh, it's a good uh, again, Billy Madison. Um, I remember we watched. I saw Happy Gilmore first, and then you and he. We're like, you have to see Billy Madison. I was like, fuck that. I don't want to see it. Because I thought it'd be so bad. And then it was so good. So there you go. Uh, when I when I do a search on Amazon for Billy Madison soundtrack, yeah, uh, the first soundtrack I get is Big Daddy soundtrack. Ah! So you get some Cheryl Crow doing Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, I, yes, I guess so. And uh, <laughs> I guarantee you. There is also a Mr. Deeds original soundtrack. Oh, God. If you can fucking believe it. That movie was fucking terrible. So, oh my um, god! And there's a Waterboy soundtrack, <laughs> and an air and an Airhead soundtrack. I'm sure there's a uh, little Nicky too. Lots of metal. Oh god. Well, anyways, no Happy Gilmore, no Billy Madison. No. But yes, I, I had to thank you for that because I quite enjoyed Billy Madison. And then, of course, you know the best way to watch Billy Madison is with the fucking overdub French track. <laughs> Billy that we watched one time and it was even funnier bonjour Billy <laughs> I don't even know what he I don't even remember but I just I can only think to myself oh je vois qu'est-ce qui se passe ici <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to this interrupt is <laughs> <laughs> ah fucking great oh god <laughs> oh fuck me good choice all right that was a classic moment in the mezzanine sleepover history it sure was uh, category number five in the uh, grab bag music challenge see because it's like you're grabbing them out of a bag you see that's the whole anyway yes um a song that evokes a specific childhood memory um yeah so here's here's mine Ooh, baby do you know what that's It was like you were having a bad week in school, and then something good happened, and this song played. Well, of course. Well, for me, it would be... So, we're taking 1987. So, I'm in grade five. Um, yeah, fucking roller skating at Saints. And me and my fucking... Uh, it's all matching fucking top and bottom sweatsuit. Beautiful. All this would come off, and you all get... Grab onto... Uh, hold pull the hand all, all snowball style. Oh, yeah, lots of snowballing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I mean, I just had et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because it's 1987. Who the fuck knows? I'm sure that I had some kind of a crisis. Yeah, and then you fucking, then you fucking stumbled into the glass and broke it. <laughs> so that's good. I fell over the fucking wall. <laughs> I'll fucking ass over tea kettle. Oh, this is beauty. Uh, Belinda making her first appearance on the sleepover ever. Good for her. Fucking monster song. There you go. Um, this is only on here really because uh, when I was in grade three, this <laughs> was the shit. This song. Yep. And if you didn't have this tape, you fucking sucked. And it was the first tape I ever got. My mom, I asked her to go to the mall at some point and get this tape for me. All right. And also, by the way, this is a great opening track. Yes. Fucking great. So good. 
was on forever, by the way. That was so good. <laughs> so this is, of course, <laughs> Let It Rock, the opening track from Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi. It's so good. Uh, so just uh, quickly, just uh, I know it's your childhood memory, but my first tape was Tiffany, so there you go. And uh, yeah, the, the first song, like the first popular song that yep. uh, I ever heard about was uh, You Give Love a Bad Name. Yep. So then I got this tape and I listened the fuck out of it over the course of a weekend. Yep. And very quickly, cool. and this is here's snobby grade three scalin. I'm like, <laughs> living on a prayer is such a better song. <laughs> Oh, classic. Uh, but yeah. Slippery when wet. It's a good ass album. It is. Here we go. So here's the question. Yeah. Did your mom go to Wolco and buy it? I don't know if it was at Wolco. It must have been. You know, like, you gotta think it's Wolco, right? Saint Patel. In those big fucking. 1986? Uh, 86 in those big ass tape cases. Yeah. Oh, it's so much plastic. Hey, she spent the fucking five bucks that it took to keep me feeling cool. So Excellent. Well done. Like I, I said, I, I got Tiffany first, and it took me a little bit before I got uh, Hysteria. Hysteria, I would love to be my first one. Though I love the Tiffany album. I should not I should own it. You like, should. own the fact. Because <laughs> I, have, I have tweeted about it, too. So there you go. Um, good choice. Well done. Um, now we go to an interesting one. Uh, category six, best album closer. Yes. Now this can be best or really good or whatever. I think for me, this is the best album closer. And you know what? It's about time. This dude comes back on the sleepover, a prolific artist on the sleepover returns. Number six. You're only playing this because he's dead. R.A.P. in peace. So, 69, dude! That's Purple Rain. Is it? Really? Yeah. By who? Go, By folks. who? Prince and the Revolution. Beauty. You know what? What a great fucking album. What a great closer. Epic and awesome. So there you go. I don't know what else you could say. Prince has been a, uh, was, was a, a friend of the sleepovers. He really was. Uh, for a long time. We, we played him a lot. Uh, he died. Um, but we were OG before he died. So I there think, you go. I think we could have snagged an interview with him, but then he died. Yeah, we were we were, we were well positioned, you know, because we were clearly like, we were in on, you know, we, we, we gave a lot of props to Prince. Yes, we did. And, in the uh, early days of the sleepover. Yes, and played his music without his permission, which I know he loves. <laughs> yeah, well, he's known for, for liking the free publicity. Yes, of course. <laughs> So there you go, uh, Prince, Purple Rain, uh, Monster Album Closer. Over to you, my friend. I have talked about this song a few times, but have not played it. All um, right. Best, I don't know. I mean, I'd give it a top ten, and certainly for yeah. what the album is, it, uh, it totally fits. All right. If I wanna sit in and drink super tenants in a day, I will. No one's gonna fucking tell me, Jack. So this is Empty Cans by the Streets. 
Yes. Uh, off of A Grand Don't Come For Free. Yep. Uh, an album that starts off with him losing a thousand pounds. Yes. And going through a day of turmoil. Mm-hmm. And then getting to this song, which you can hear here. Scott is... texted me to say he'd have a look at the TV for me. But I laid it down telling him to fuck right off chat. So you've got the, the drums and you've got that kind of sinister little like background. Yeah. Just very, very subtle, but it, it makes it sound like, you know what? Fucking everything sucks. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, it goes... Uh, how does this go? Basically, he gets into a fight with somebody who's trying to help him with the TV. Yep. And uh, he ends up just being fucking totally miserable. And then the song rewinds. And this is the second part. But now you just add the piano and all of a sudden it's all happy ending. Well, yeah, because he finds the he finds the, the thousand pounds. They do find the thousand pounds that fell in the TV. There you go. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of the ones if you look up best album closers, this comes up. Yeah. So anyway. Both of these songs are. It's, this isn't surprises. No, uh, these are things that people they're well regarded as great album closers. So good job. Yeah. This Again, is... I played a little loose and fast and loose with the uh, best or greatest. Doesn't have to be that. Just has to be like really good or awesome or rad. That one's way up there. The like, same things. You know, honestly, like I could have put "Everything Is Not Lost" by Coldplay. I could have put uh, "Change of Season" by Matthew Good Band. Yeah. There was a yeah. lot of good out. Like there's oh a, yeah, me too. There's a whole fucking shit ton out there, but I went with this one. And again, I don't, so because of that, I won't call it the best, but it's the one I wanted to yeah. put on. Right up there with the best. Good choice. Good choices. Um, category seven. Rad song from a genre you don't really like. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So I gotta say, you know, like, um, and get ready to play it because it, it's it's a it's a it's a classic. You know, I'm not a big fan of ragtime, but this song is fucking rad. <laughs> yes. Uh, Scott Johnson. Give it a listen. Sixty-nine, dude. Though so, this has to be the. Um, well, it isn't the oldest song that we've ever played, but it's the oldest recording. Yep. This is a legit re- old 1902 recording, so there you go. Oh, it's beautiful. Scott Joplin, the entertainer, Ragtime. Can't stand Ragtime, but I'll be damned if it's not a catchy tune. Wow, wow, wee. Such shit. Mine uh, is just, you know, I'm not a big fan of pop music. All right. But I fucking, here's a pop music song that's like number, I have four stars easy. I could call it five. All right. Nice. So this is Show Me Love by Robin. Oh, yes. You're the, well known and liking this song. The fucking best song. Listen to this fucking babe. Yeah. She's all so young. She's, yeah. well, I mean, not now. Well, so were you. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it was more appropriate then. Yes. Um, I just, I love this song. I fucking loved Robin. Uh, do you know what it takes? Great song. And this one, even better. And yeah. uh, has always been a favorite of mine. Now, for 20 years now. Yeah. You've, but, uh, you've quite enjoyed that. But uh, here we go. Ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> I was going to go to the chorus. We can wait. I mean, you've all yeah, heard Yeah, why it. not? 
In case you don't know how it goes, sleepover listeners, it goes like this. Show me love. 69, dudes! Nice. That's a good ass tune. All right. So there you go. I would. Uh, I went a little bit jokey on mine, but I gotta say, if I wanna, if I wanna co- confess to a song that I really enjoy right now, we went and saw Trolls the other day. Yep. And Timberlake has a song from like months ago that's in the movie, and it's fucking awesome. You know what Timberlake? And has I a... can't remember what it's called. Uh, can't stop the feeling. So good. Timberlake has a lot of good songs. Oh my god! And this is like a very, very pop song. Like it's, it's, it's a like. It's bubblegum poppy for Timberlake these days, but it's fucking awesome. And of course, and Trolls movie, people make fun of it. Not a bad flick. A Timberlake song I wouldn't that... recommend it for anybody who, you know, doesn't have kids because you wouldn't really hope. But for a kid's movie, we were like kind of into it. And it had lots of uh, it had lots of music in it that was pretty good. They all but they all busted out Justice's dance in the middle. It was, at the start, it was so good. So uh, when you, so went, there you go. when you went and saw Trolls, were you expecting to see you and me on Twitter? Well, Yes. Yes, talking about the Jets and yeah. people getting really upset at my words. <laughs> at your Twitter words. or And sometimes just straight facts. I, I don't like that. <laughs> anyway, um, good stuff. Robin, show me love. And Scott Joplin's the entertainer. So here's a good one. This one I'm interested in. And you're going to like this one for me. Um, your most played song on iTunes. This is category number eight. Here we We're go. Halfway there. You ready? Um, yeah, uh, this one is mine. Uh, so before I do anything here, I'm just, uh, my actual number one is some white noise, uh, from when my son was a baby. Yep. Um, so I, I'm not going to put that on here. This is number two and, uh, just play it. <laughs> well, I know why. Yep. You've told this story before. Oh yes, but I've never played the song. So here you go. Well, number one, because it's fucking awesome. Well, this song is amazing, by the way. Um, it's Bobby Brown's On Our Own from Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Um, my son loved Ghostbusters. He still does. Um, and so I played him this song once, and it just it was on. Uh, 156 plays. Oh. That's a lot of fucking plays. Um, but did his you show favorite him? part, of course, is the rap. Did you show him how to thread the needle, though, to the song? No, because I, if I tried to thread the needle, Jesus, I'd probably fall through a fucking, uh, some, some fucking plexiglass. <laughs> <laughs> Have we played this on the sleepover before? Never. Jesus. I, I'm telling you, people need to just, if, if they've forgotten about this song, what a, what a tour de force. Here we go. Here we go. This song is one of the I, has one of the worst live performances of it I've ever seen. Oh yeah! Just watch Bobby Brown do this live on some like American Music Awards or MTV. It's fucking horrendous. So go listen to it. It completely ruins it. Uh, so mine, and this is a little disappointing. Uh, I okay. had my my computer was reformatted about two months ago. Ah, oh, boo! So everything kind of reset, right? Yep. Which, like, I I kind of. I have a love-hate relationship with when that happens because it's annoying, but, you you know, if you keep all your shit, obviously, you get to kind of rebuild your iTunes. Yep. So that's okay. But anyways, um, so this probably isn't a shock based on what I've been listening to lately a lot. Okay. And, of course, I've played this before. 
Oh, Oasis! Nice. I, when I do fucking reports for work and I work from home, and yep. it's just fucking, you know, numbers, 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 just plugging them in, I just yep. fucking play Oasis for some reason. Hey, it's great. So this, um, it's probably got about 50 plays. Yeah. Uh, That's plus, a lot for a few months. Yeah, it's plus it's a good ass stuff. fucking song. So. It's, as some might say, by the way, for all y'all who don't know, and weren't listening last week or the week before or the week before. Yeah, because we did play this recently, yeah. but it's a great tune. So anyway, so I won't play it for nice. too long. Nice. I would have to say, though, if I were to pick, if I were to follow what happened with you, so it's like the last few months, I, I'd probably say the song I've played the most in the last few months, it's all... We don't have to take our clothes off by Jermaine Stewart. That's a great I'll song. I can't get enough of that fucking song. It's a great Since you played song. it on the sleepover. Na, 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 it's na, so na, fucking na, good. Na, na. Did I ever tell you? I told you the story about fucking how they had to retitle it at my mom's school. Yeah. Yeah. How for the listeners uh, who didn't hear retitle. that episode. Uh, my mom, when she taught junior high in the 80s, they would have air bands. Yep. And they actually had the parents come in and watch people do air bands, and they were going to play. That's how I heard the song, We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off, by yes. Jermaine Stewart. But, of course, the title was deemed a little too controversial for the program, so yep. they put in the, the title Cherry Wine instead. Yes, because they, they can drink some cherry wine instead of get, getting naked. Yeah, which is dumb. Like, drink the wine and yep. then get naked. Dumbasses, yeah. you know? Sixty-nine. <laughs> um, again, I, I can't get enough of that track. I... It, what, uh, that would go on like my greatest misses of a song I never really knew. Well then. And then one day you played it on your 80s mixtape and told the story and then I kind of forgot about it and then I started doing the um, the best of the Mezzanine Sleepover Volume 1. Just a bunch of tracks that we that I made um, <clears throat> an illegal download for free. <laughs> yes. For, uh, for a couple weeks. Uh, for preview purposes. Yes. And because uh, it had all sorts of stuff on it. Grape Jam by fucking Don Cherry and Fucking lingerie by Young MC and just like some classics of songs that we played on the sleepover. And uh, I just started fucking listening to it over and over all the time. So that would have been my number two. Good job. My number two pick. Nice. Um, let's go here. A couple good ones there. All right. Uh, number nine, the category. I wrote it out as coolest television theme song. Yep. It can be coolest. It can be best. It can be whatever you want. I went with a song that I really, really fucking like. It's 30 seconds, so just let it play. I put some uh, some silence at the end so it won't fuck up your order. So uh, this is this is one of my favorite songs ever, and it's recent. So here you go. So that's the, uh, and not my favorite song of all time, one of my favorite TV show themes of all time. That's from uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, the Netflix original series. Yeah. And uh, that is basically a Songify the News fucking uh, theme song that comes from the first episode of the show, where someone songifies the news story about the, what the fucking show's about, and they used it as, a, as the fucking opening credits, and it's awesome. Hey, good so job. So there you go. The Gregory Brothers and, you know, Jeff Richmond and someone else. So there you go. Uh, this song is done uh, on my favorite TV show of all time. 
Ah, yes. And the one of the good parts about it is the the series had five seasons. Yep. And every season, it's the same song, but they had a different version of it. Yep. For each season, and the best of them all, I think, is the fifth season. So, so this is go. Law and Order. Uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> anyway. Here we go. Let's hear. Let's hear the Wire theme song. <laughs> So awesome, awesome, awesome! They had one version that was done by Blind Boys of Alabama. They're yep. like they're all really good, but this is my favorite one. I just I love the fucking little like saucy like background. I don't even know what that is. That that sound. Yeah, what's the uh, what season is this again? Five. Season five. Yeah, the last one. Nice. Yeah, it's fucking great. So uh, there you go, the fucking the wire. Wire. You are a fan of the wire. Big Massive. time. Yeah, great show. Massive fan. I guess I guess fans of the wire are all massive fans. Yes, pretty much, right? Right? Yeah. Either so you hear that people love it or they're like, eh, I don't watch it, right? I don't I mean I've watched a bit of it. I just I haven't had the real time to put into it. That's now, really it. Now of course, massively tempted to just put fucking uh Sopranos. Of course. Big time. Of course. Because it's an awesome theme song. It's you know, that may be the best one. It's pro it, it is it is quite good. Yeah. I, I almost went with Magnum PI. <laughs> almost. It was close. But uh, then I just had to acknowledge. So there I, we go. Actually, the other one that I had uh, on my iTunes ready to go was fucking uh, Saturday Night's Main Event. But like, oh, not, yes. not not the Animotion one, but the, you know, no, the you other know one. which one. Yeah. I know which one. Yep. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's awesome. Do, 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 <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, category ten, a song from a one one album wonder. Yep. Uh, I yeah, this was a no brainer for me. This is my number ten here. <laughs> oh, nice. So this is Lauren Hill, who had one studio album, and it was amazing. And this is everything is everything. everything oh, the Fugees. Fucking A. Oh, wow, like like this was the only thing good to come out of that, because Wyclef's career was garbage, and Proz did one album, I think, and it was terrible, too. So, uh, Lauren Hill, uh, you know, there, here's one thing where it's like, just do one album, that's it. It was good enough, I guess. One album, good get shit, out. Though. Yep. Good shit. I, I don't really have much to say. Love the album. Awesome. Listen to it every once in a while. Always, always a good listen. Uh, mine is uh, not as cool as yours, but uh, but fucking huge. All right. This was not a single, I don't believe, but it is the opening track of fucking uh, Cracked Rear Review by Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, that's a one album wonder big time I mean you know they had a single after that right and that's pretty much it yeah. this album though like I mean, multiple are, albums but not, yeah. not nothing big like this again now I want, I'm putting in Cracked Rear View because I want to say how many fucking copies they sold it was ridiculous yes. yeah let's yeah. hear it 
I'm doing some toe tapping over here. Uh, highest selling album of 1995, 10.5 million. It sold Jesus. 16 million copies uh, oh, by, oh by the end of the 90s. Nice. And it is the joint 16th best selling album of all time in the United States. Fuck. Can I, can I ask? I want to ask a question, and this is not to denigrate the music or anything. Yeah. But I want to know how, how many worldwide total that we, the 16 kind of the, the number, the final number there that you have? Uh, six. I want to know how many of those 16 million people still have. Hey, I have it. Well, I know you have it. I'm just wondering. I'm wondering if, you know, I'm wondering if it's like, if it, if it's uh, it, it, like, how many of those 16 million? I mean, you do. But it'd be, that'd be an interesting one. You know, I'm looking over this list, by the way. Now I've got like the top selling albums uh, in the United States. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, when you look, when you go through the list, they're kind of the first one that comes up where it's like, really? All right, let's go through it. Michael Jackson's Thriller. Sidebar. Thriller yeah. number one. Uh, Led Zeppelin four. Number two. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Yep. Eagles Greatest Hits. <laughs> ACDC, Back in Black. All right. Shania Twain, Come On Over. Shania. Uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Yep. Boston, Self-Titled. Yep. Elton John, Greatest Hits. Yep. Uh, Metallica, Metallica. Oh, yes. Uh, Eagles, Hotel California. <laughs> Fucking Eagles. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, people probably got both those albums for the same fucking song. Uh, Alanis Morissette. Ah, fucking right. Uh, yeah. Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Yep. Hootie and the Blowfish. There you go. All right. And right Not behind a bad it. List. Right behind Not it. A, yep. <laughs> the three albums behind it. All right. The Grease soundtrack. <laughs> and then a little album called Abbey Road. <laughs> and Simon and Garfunkel's greatest hits. There you go. And followed Rudy. by followed by Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, which is then followed by Backstreet Boys' Millennium. So there you go. Oh, classic! By well way, done, America. And, and while we've been talking, you've had to hear this fucking song for. <laughs> turn that down. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. All one right. album wonder. A couple. One from one album wonder that only had one album. The other one with the, uh, the ultimate one album wonder. I think. Yeah, because there was only one. One album. of them. One of them. All right. You know? All right. Who are you Did selling they not us have on? Another album? I thought they had another album. I thought they had a few albums. Who? Hootie? Yeah. Oh, they had a few albums. Yours was one album. Mine was one album and that's it. Yeah. Yours was kind of the ultimate one album wonder where like they they couldn't have gotten close, right? No. Like Alanis. Alanis barely got like anything on her second album. And that album was pretty big. It was like two or three million copies. Yep. But anyway. All right. Uh, number 11, category 11. Now, here's one where I'm just, uh, sell the listeners of, uh, Mezzanine Sleepover on a track or artist they should get hip to. Um, I'm going to take a little trip to Toronto. Uh-oh. <laughs> with my, uh, with my track. If I was Maestro, but all right. <laughs> no! So this is a Toronto band called Twist. Oh, I should go see that. Their, tw their 2016 album, Spectral. Song called Bleached. Fuck, Twist is awesome. Gonna... You know what? You get this, and you you know you're only a couple months behind. I know, right? At least right? in the summer, so there's still time to be on the on the cutting edge of hip. Fucking I'm... great album. Uh, what's the album called? Spectral. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, twist. Can you find it on uh, iTunes? You sure can. You can find it on iTunes. It's probably on Bandcamp. And uh, you can go, uh, you'll probably be able to check them out in town. You should fucking check it out. It's good shit. Um, I, uh... This song, this song, by the way, will show up in a couple weeks on the top 16 of 2016. Beautiful. Now, I, um, I, uh, this is not the band I was going to feature, but because you played a Toronto band that sounds like this, you should check out this band, also from Toronto. Okay. This band is called Pony. Pony! Yep. And they're fucking rad and uh, pretty similar. That's fucking nice. Here we go. Oh, yes. This sounds great. This has made its way on the Exchange District a few times. Oh, this is right in my fucking wheelhouse. We'll get we'll get to the course in a second, and it's like, you'll probably just fucking scorch your shorts. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. Yeah, good ass song. That's awesome. Amazing. So, so that's Pony, um, which also Great. listeners can get hip to, but that is not the song I wanted to feature. All right, well, feed, tell us what you wanted to feature. And I to, oh, and I got to move around my playlist. Oh, this is so hard. Oh, God damn it. All right, I actually have four songs, but I've, uh, you know, I'll play very little bits. I uh, recently talked about this artist and played one of uh, his songs. Of course, yeah. you know, I was tempted to just go with all the regulars. Yep. Ty Seagull, the OCs, Michael Cronin, King Gizzard. <sighs> But uh, listening to Morgan Delt lately. That's right. So I figured I'll play a couple of quick things. Excellent. Just some fucking chilled out uh, psych rock from uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Look at you. You have your exchange district voice on right now. Uh, this is an album called Phase Zero, released in August of this year. Off of Sub Pop Records. Oh, then my ears all up like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, I don't want to see what's happening outside. Nice. And then this song. I played this before. Yes, you did. Some sunsick day. Yep. Um, but my favorite song on this album is probably this one. Ooh. It's called A Gun Appears. Nice. Get to the chorus. Oh, that's saucy. Here we go. Nice. Oh, fuck, that's not even a good one. Oh, well. So, you know, fucking... uh, Fucking smoke some reefer and <laughs> yeah, basically I'm just a chilled out entertainer. <laughs> oh, fucking Ricky Gervais. Um, good choices. All right, so and so you've and got, a bonus. You've been hip to Twist and you've been hip to Pony and you've been hip to Morgan Delt. So there you go. And now I'm gonna go see Twist and take pictures and be like, I discovered them. You should learn I about am them. The greatest fan of Twist. Yes, I, am. I don't even know. I just found on Bandcamp one day. I was like, ah, I'll be like, fucking nice. I'm the one. That, uh, um, it's funny because. I will probably see them live first, and that will be quite the twist. <laughs> hey, woo! That's a fucking that's a 69, dude. Um, number twelve. I ganked one of your ideas. Yep. I went with favorite power favorite power ballad. That yep. seems to be your 
favorite favorite. Mine is probably my favorite. Okay. So let's go with it. <laughs> this is a great love song. <laughs> I, that's the best part about this song. Not a love song at all. Well, but it's a, a fucking pop. If you love the end of communism. <laughs> well, that's true. And, and who, who doesn't? You know, a big part of communism died today. Yes. Oh, well, sorry, last week. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we're, we're recording it on the day that he died. Well, a few days after. Oh, yes. And then, and then the prime minister said something nice about him. And then all the all the Canadians who, who've, who've gone to Cuba to fucking uh, vacation were very upset. You know what? Honestly, I mean, he... I don't know. I shouldn't even get into it. It's like... No. <laughs> It's complicated, right? But, like, he's not a universally great dude, either. No, that's the thing, though. I I really was kind of like, that's a bit of an overstep. Like, it's like, you know, he did kill a lot of people. Yep. And, you know, you may not have agreed with their political stance, but he fucking killed them. I know. I mean, what I like is, is the indignation from a nation of people who love to vacation in these these fucking places, by the way. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. It's like I fucking go there all the time. You know that and it's not everybody who's saying these things, but it's it's in general. Canada is well known for their love of going to Cuba. Yep. So I'm not I'm in by no means I, I wouldn't have a nice word to say. That's just me. Um anyway, Scorpion's wind of change. Yes. How many times did you fucking uh uh do some slow dance into this? How many times did I fucking stand up against the wall waiting to be asked and then just be sad? Yeah, well, I, I hear you too, because that was probably my, just more my experience. sitting there like a fucking dork. This would be like a, another song, though, where, a, where a lady friend wrote the lyrics out for me. Like, it was all deeply meaningful. Wind of change. <laughs> About love, but anyway. It was all for a social uh, Nor- studies Norbury fucking dance project. Style. <laughs> yeah. Norbury dance style. Norbury dance style, wind of change. Uh, classic. Power ballad. There you go. You're up. Uh, if you had asked me what my favorite power ballad was back when I was on my biggest 80s kick, this one wasn't even on the radar. Not even nope. close. But okay. uh, but it is fucking shot way up in the last few years. All right. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yes. It's a shame I've got to live this, such a fucking ridiculous chorus. Like just just a nice build up to the fucking chorus and just so over the top and it's great. Amazing. It's uh, high enough by Damn Yankees. Yep. Um, I don't even know what else to say about it other than it's so good. Uh, heavily featured in the Rock of Ages musical soundtrack. That's right. Uh, in fact, the, the, you know a lot of mashups in that uh, musical, but they just yep. fucking sing this whole song well, right near the end, a right? Great song. Yeah. And you know, for musicals, listen to this. Here we go. Yes. Anyways, so yes. there you go. Awesome. Uh, we should have a full episode of Power Ballads at some point. Yep, we should. Be- because they're all great. But uh, you They're know. so good. Anyways. Now, there's many to choose from. I won't talk about any others. We'll save them. That's a special treat yes. down the road. Yes, for you listeners are like, don't blow it. Don't blow it. I don't want to hear it. I want to be surprised. Okay. Um, category 13. 
song by a good or great artist with a fucking stupid name. Yes. Uh, here's mine. <laughs> right. So this is a more recent band, and their name is Diarrhea Planet. Oh, God, yes. They are fucking good, and their name is fucking terrible. <laughs> this is a song called Warm Riding. <laughs> Diarrhea You know Planet. what, though? I mean, at least they're in this era of music where it, do- it kind of doesn't matter as much, but God damn it. I know, right? What, a, what, a, what, an, what an embarrassment. Diarrhea Planet. It's not even funny. Hopefully they'll regret it at some point. When you're driving in your Chevy. Anyway, <laughs> what do you got? All right. Uh, I could have gone with a number of options. Yes. Uh, but I went with this one. So this is a band called... Turin Breaks. Yep. Um, I read about the you know how they named the band, and it was like it had nothing to do with a town called Turin or Breaks. Ugh. They were just like we're Turin Breaks, a fucking and fantastic band. Yes. I was I was actually tempted to go with Elbow. Yeah, Elbow's not. It's not. It's not egregious. Uh, Turin Breaks is pretty bad. It's Turin nonsensical. Bre- hard to say. Exactly. It's like oh, I'm going to pick up the latest Turin Breaks. Ugh. Now the other I thing, there's lots of yeah. Um, Turin breaks. If you listen to their lyrics, like their songs are great. Yep. But they have some weird fucking lyrics in their songs. This is a song yep. called Slack. Yep. It's a great fucking song. You know, except that there's a weird lyric here. Oh, wait. No, this isn't actually the part. There's insects no, in their bad, head. Though. There's a part coming up where I think they kill a cat. <laughs> I, I, I'm not joking. They, they say, here, hold on. Now I gotta find it because it's so weird. Yeah. It's yeah, about a cat. Right? They're yeah. like, oh, there was a cat and then it liked me so I killed it. I don't know, Fucking man. Dumb. Uh, Turin breaks. Yeah, it's a bad name. I will. I will agree. Um, if any listeners want to hit us up on the twets, let us know about some other bad names. There's a lot of them. Oh my god, there is. We should. I mean, you can make a case for a lot of bad. You names know what? We will put a question out for all our listeners to respond to, and maybe we'll start a great thread. Yes. 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 I mean, you know, it's not about the Jets, so it might not get super big, but you know. Oh, you know what? Another thing. Let's go off topic for a second. Because hey, this, this happened to you uh, again a week ago uh, yep. uh, when, we're, when we recorded this. I yes. saw that it happened to you and I felt bad for you. And the same fucking thing happened to me last night, too. Yep. When you get caught on a fucking thread that you just don't want to be deal with anymore. No. So it's just I, I remember I, I for some reason I like turned off my iPad and turned it back on. <laughs> and so it's just like bloop, 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 every time it's a fucking person says something on a thread and after like three hours i'm like i haven't said anything can you just take me off yeah and i wake up this morning and it's like you have 50 notifications fuck 
I just got a notification on that same one from, well, I mean, in, in, when you're listening, it's from a week ago, but it's from yesterday. While you're talking, another one popped up about where I talk about Atlanta and the guy, another person, yeah, about, about no cupboard of prospects for the future. Like I give a shit. <laughs> I wasn't talking about prospects for the future. I was fucking talking about six years where the teams had the exact same fucking result. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck off. <laughs> you know? And I know I shouldn't act indignant because I do those posts to, to, to get the dander up. So I, it's really my fault. It really is. <laughs> uh, that being said, I've gotten, there's been, um, as yesterday when the, the threat happened, there was two people who tweeted about 50 times about it. But the in terms of actual people, I've gotten more like, that was good. So there you go. So good. fuck off. Um, category 14. Yep. Awesome use of an unorthodox instrument in a song. Yes. You're going to have to let mine run a little bit, but this is fucking great. Really? You can probably scrub to like 27 seconds. Well, that's the glass harmonica. Yeah. Um, the glass harmonica, of course, um, this is Bjork and the song is all neon-like. Um, the glass harmonica, if you know what, when you take a wine glass and you do your finger around the edge, yep. it makes a sound. And what they used to do is they used to line up like uh, dozens of them on a table with different gl- uh, uh, glass uh, levels of water in the glass to make uh, sounds. Yeah. Well, what um, what Benjamin Franklin did is put a bunch of glasses on a wheel all lined up together so you could just put your finger on the edges and that's what this is. The fucking glass harmonica. Awesome. You can sleep. It's fucking great sounding instruments. So unorthodox and awesome. There you go. Uh, mine, uh, we've played this song before. and When I say we, I mean me. Yes. But I had to do it again. Down, down, down you go. No way yes. So that instrument that you're hearing in the background is a vibraphone. Yes, it is. Which is basically a xylophone. Um, it's got kind of metallic keys. Yep. And metallic whatever the fuck you call the things underneath. Yep. The little sound catcher tubes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I was a percussionist and don't know what the fuck it's called. <laughs> And, uh, but you basically, you plug the fucking thing in, and there is a, uh, there's like a cap at the top of each tube that rotates. And that's where you get the woo, woo, woo effect, which, um, uh. It's fucking great. So we get the end of here, which is where they feature the solo. And there you go. Uh, the song is They Might Be Giants, Spiraling Shape. Yes. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, from Factory uh, uh, Showroom. A song, I, a song I quite enjoy. Off of Factory Showroom and also off of the Brain Candy soundtrack. Yes. So. Um, uh, some, some, some special honorary shout-outs. Yes. Fucking the timpani and fucking uh, Ben Folds 5. Which song? Oh. Um, uh, God oh, damn it. Um, oh, I, I have off a... Off uh, Reinhold Messner album, but yeah, um, unauthorized. I'm, I can't remember the I'm, song. I'm going to find it right now because it's so good. That fucking timpani. Is one of my favorite things in a song. It's called... Because uh, it all reminds me of all you playing it in band. It's you, magic. You, you did, but magic. you could play it. 
Magic. Yes. yes. Magic. Yes, Fucking I could. Tiffany. And uh, also, uh, also some. Uh, I don't know if it's. I don't. I think it's Timpani and fucking. We were hunting rabbits. Yes, I believe so too. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Timpani is great. It is. I love Timpani. Um, special shout out to a, a few handful of Beatles songs that use bass clarinet. So there you go. <laughs> Stupid instrument. <laughs> Jack off that instrument. That was fun. That was fun lo- looking for those kind of songs because uh, there's a lot of great uh, unorthodox instruments. Hit us up with the twins. Please. If you have any thoughts. Please I mean, do. it's a little bit, it's probably a little bit too cerebral for our, our listeners, but you know, hey. <laughs> You're like electric guitar, man. Double neck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Our last, our final category. Um, best choice of a sample in a hip hop song. Yes. Now it doesn't have to be best, but it can be, you know, notable or, or good or something you particularly like. Um, I went with now, I, I include both tracks. What should we play first? Play the, the, uh, the play the, the rap track and then the sample. Great. That's how I have them listed. So here, number uh, 15-01. Here we go. Is, uh, is, the, is the song in question. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Master Race. Me and the Biz. Yes. And uh, basically what you're hearing is the sound. So if you want to go to number two track here, here's the uh, here's the original, a, a classic from 1972. Uh, a group called Samande with a song called The Message. Awesome. I just, I just love the song, and so it's a great use of a sample to make a really kind of unique hip hop song. Beautiful. Yeah. Fucking so, so good. good. Yeah. I had a few, like I had, you know, multiple. Like, there's so many things you could do here. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, G's and Hustlers by Snoop Dogg with fucking Habaglobatrovin. <laughs> so good. <laughs> this could I be a, another another whole episode of just samples. I think so. I think so. We I'm got sure, power ballads and samples. I'm sure we'll so get requests we from our listeners. Please, please yes. do these episodes that you talk and tease us about. I'm and please, I'm going to ask no Eminem because I just don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, here is mine, and I guess we're going to end with my uh, sampled song. But let's, let's start. With, let's start with the uh, the the hippity hoppity song first. Nice. Now, normally, if I can help, but I don't spend a lot of time in a principal's <laughs> office. <laughs> Nine o'clock. Yes, this is a great fucking sample too. Uh, so of course this is Principal's Office. Yes, it is by Young MC, and uh, it was uh, took a sample from a guy named Lee Michaels. Yep, a track called "Who Could Want More." This is a great sample. I know, right? Like, e- even the Bust a Move sample is the same kind of thing. Those are deep tracks for a guy of, of the caliber of Young MC, I must say. Here we get some good, good singing. 
Oh yeah, I have this track. It's great. So, anyways, there you go. Um, <laughs> folks, folks, you go, go to whosample.com and spend like a few hours. Which, uh, which it's a lot of fun. What's the site called? Whosample.com. Beautiful. It's just every sample you can think of. Awesome. So there you go. Uh, so uh, I have a. I'm gonna put a clip in here. This has uh, been episode sixty-nine, dude. <laughs> Uh, now, now, just uh, full disclosure, because you're as of recording this, you're in the dark. You're gonna have to listen to this episode to, to hear some uh, some drops, a little obnoxiously of something over and over again. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, it's all make forcing me to listen to my own episodes. Yep, of course. Uh, well, we need someone to listen. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, that's uh, well, that was your wild card. No wild card. Grab bag. The grab bag challenge, folks. You can uh, listen to us on uh, on uh, iTunes. You can. Uh, on, what, are we still doing the Stitcher? I don't know. We're on Who iTunes. No, we're on iTunes anyway. Subscribe. Yeah, and uh, it'll old, brighten your day. Old episodes Every are on Monday. Mixcloud. 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 Everything from episode one to episode sixty-nine, <laughs> dude. And uh, go to at Neza Nine Sleepover on the Twets to uh, twet with us. Yes. And uh, if you want to twet with me. I am Slipe, five eyes, Slip. I don't know. And, Fuck uh, you. Yeah, I'm at MegaMix.com. Yeah. So hit us up. We yeah. Will, uh, we will. We will chat with you. Yeah, and we'll figure out some shit for next week. But uh, send your requests, and uh, we probably won't honor them. Well, I think we have a couple episodes coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing some more wrestling, and then we're going to come back with our uh, top 16 of 2016. Oh, I so can't. So you're all be looking forward to that. I've got my top 30 almost rounded out, so I'm ready to. I'm ready to go. I got. Uh, quite pleased with this year it was a good year of music and uh then we'll uh you're gonna be in town after that at some point we'll be uh kicking it sounds good brother all right we'll see you later pretty cool 69 dudes